0: Hey heroes, it's T. I hope you've been enjoying these re-releases of these extended issues. We just finished up this first Hellspawn arc, so if you liked what you've heard there, the rest can be found on our extended line. It is nearing its end, and as much as we hate to admit that, it is now a really good time to catch up so you can catch the finale in real time. So hop on over to our extended line and you can hear the rest of it there. We have one more of these arcs that we're going to be re-releasing, which is the beginning of our newest line, Aftershocks. Aftershocks takes place immediately following the end of our most recent Cataclysm Crew arc, which you can catch up on with our recap that came out a few weeks ago. This focuses on four kids who are now wayward after those events, and are looking for a permanent place to call their own. It features Katie Kawaguchi as Sage slash Versa, Roberto Seguera as Diego slash Vice, Dex Fon as Tim slash Mayo slash Mindflip, and John John Johnson as Bobby slash Coda. In addition to Kylie Kane returning as Tyrannus and myself GMing. I hope you enjoyed these issues as well. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the issue. Extended. Today's issue is Aftershocks Issue 1, Second Chances. On the cover, our new team, consisting of Vice and Versa, the Bull and the Joined respectively, Coda, the star, and Mindflip, the delinquent, and also a cat, stand in front of the wreckage of the Sabre headquarters, smoke and dust still rising from it. Nearby, Tyrannus lingers, watching over them. The curls of the smoke make the form of a shadowy face hanging menacingly over the whole scene. We turn the page and our story begins. Our issue opens on Saber. This is some time ago, and we are seeing it through Tim's eyes. Tim, can you tell us a significant memory that you have from Saber and kind of set the scene for us here?
1: Yeah, let's say this is when Tim was being first indoctrinated into uh, Saber's organization. Um, So uh, people had just discovered his power. Uh, They were trying to figure out how they could use it to uh, benefit Saber. Um, And there were some doubters who questioned whether or not Tim's powers actually worked. It's very hard uh, to prove something like swapping your body. So... um, at some point during the interview, Tom gets so. Fr- or Tom, uh, Tim gets so frustrated, he like grabs onto his interviewer's shoulders, looks directly into their eyes, and then swaps his mind with theirs. Um, so suddenly
0: they're looking at themselves. Fantastic. So that interviewer, her eyes widen, but like your eyes, and she's looking at you, it's all very confusing. And with your mouth, she says, "Oh, shit." Sorry, I shouldn't curse in front of kids, uh, or in front of... Um, can can we switch back now? Yeah, he'll switch back. Uh, and she nods, and then she gestures to one of the two people standing in the back of the room, who are, like, mentor. They're, like, peer mentors. Um, there are there were, at this point, at least f- four peer mentors. Uh, how long ago was this memory? At least ten years, uh, so maybe, like, four
1: or six years old. Let's go with six. Definitive.
0: Excellent. So at this point, they were less pure mentors and more just like kids who are a little bit older than you who are going to show you around. Uh, And those four kids were uh, the sword, a.k.a. Claymore Snow, uh, a hero who will later be known as Miss Step, a.k.a. Mariana Saunders, uh, who is Vietnamese. She's at this point had longer hair, though nowadays she does have a shaved head. Uh, She's got light brown eyes. Her powers are that she can teleport via planar travel, like she can, like, step to other planes of existence. Uh, And then Vanish, a.k.a. Izzy Lloyd, uh, they, them, uh, who is Scandinavian with dyed purple hair, though at this point, because they were a child, is probably still blonde, uh, white skin, blue eyes, and they have just standard invisibility. The fourth of these, like, older kids who was watching over actually knew that wouldn't make sense. There are three of these kids, it is Vanish, Misstep, and the sword. I was gonna say Alan is there, but Alan didn't join Saber till he was a teenager. Uh so, so uh the three of these like older kids kind of like guide you around and they're showing you around, and as they show you around the building, we actually start flashing forward through this flashback. So we see like them showing you the kitchen and like the, the food area. And then it's about four years later and we see like you showing another set of kids, like the food area and the like, I don't know, the art room. And we keep flashing forward, flashing forward, showing this gradual progression of time as this room gets more and more full. And like we see some familiar faces. We see Alan in the background. We see Sage and Diego in the background. We see Bobby pass through with like a video camera, like a person with a video camera following him. And the last thing we see is this same, like, kitchen area, just in absolute ruins, and, like, smoke rising from it as we cut to the very end of the Saber Takedown from Cataclysm Crew. This is the moment where Alan was assigned to be your supervisor, where Alan was assigned to lead this group, and we see, like, this moment through your eyes as... You watch as like the only home you've known for the past eight years. And then we cut forward and we open on your first mission as a group, as like the U four as a team with Alan as your supervisor group. Your mission is to destroy and like basically raise to the ground this saber facility. It was a saber auxiliary headquarters that was used to do really awful experiments. We previously saw it in Cataclysm Crew issue 50 uncaged. Um they were doing like experiments where they were splicing genes together and doing like mutation on animals and also superheroes. And so the new organization that is taking Saber's place, which does not yet have a name, has assigned you all to level this place. They've already gotten all the research out. They've already gotten all the animals out. It is empty. You all are just here to destroy it. And we cut in on the team. Can everyone give me a description of your character and the first, like, cool panel we see as you, like, rip down a building or whatever you're doing there? Alan, since you are familiar to our Moon Harbor listeners,
2: can we start with you? Uh, sure. Um, I think Alan needs a new costume. What was the costume I was wearing previously?
0: For a really long time, you wore the Saber uniform. That's what I thought. And I don't think you ever specified what you changed into after that.
2: What does the Sabre uniform look like? It is a blue bodysuit
0: that originally had the logo on it. It was an S with a sword, like, stuck down the center of it.
2: I think this would be, um, this particular panel would be a front shot, lowered, slightly lowered, um, with Alan flying, uh, lightning protruding from his feet. He's wearing the blue with gold trim bodysuit uh with the kevlar front and kevlar back because it's like a uh basically a, a a chest plate uh or a body plate and um he is flying and his hands are extended with lightning bolts flying out towards whatever he's shooting at and i would imagine he would be shooting at some sort of building um he's doing an, some sort of uh, beam of electricity towards the building and that's the uh first shot you see now is it black behind us or is it night day i'm guessing the building's already been emptied so wouldn't matter um
0: let's go ahead and say it's
2: daytime awesome so you would see clouds behind him and like like maybe a couple dark storm clouds over him but the rest of the skies are clear
0: perfect and we see that lightning like slam into a building and we get like this cool onomatopoeia of like crack as it breaks through the wood and Then we get a panel where we can see, like, the building kind of coming down on one side, and we see Versa, a.k.a. Sage. Uh, Versa, can you describe what you look like for us and then describe a cool panel as you, our bull, get to, like, wreck shit?
3: Sure. So Sage, um, I think I'm going to have her be about 13, 14 years old. She's half Japanese. She's got calloused hands and then... um, As for uniform, I don't think she really has one anymore. Still trying to figure out what she's going to be wearing. But as of right now, it's more of like a casual baggy athleisure look. Um, And as Ellen tells her to go wreck Saber up, I think she does it with a lot of pleasure. And she turns to Diego and goes in for a fist bump. And right as they connect, I think she turns her body into steel and she starts wrecking it up.
0: Incredible. Incredible uh diego we're gonna follow that fist pump uh to you and as sage turns to steel as your powers are wont to do you also turn into steel but before you do that can you
4: give us a description of uh, your character Uh, diego is uh hispanic Uh, i i imagine probably uh, like half hispanic like i am so he's kind of like on the the darker end of hispanic um he has a curious face and for his costume, um, kind of the same as his counterpart, um, Versa, but he's not hes not in athleisure. He's wearing, like, jeans and a zip-up hoodie. Uh, and when he turns into steel, um, instead of just going down and wrecking stuff up, he's more calculated. He starts to find, like, um, structural beams and then starts taking them out individually. So instead of just smashing everything, he's looking for... Ways to bring it down faster, but with less effort. Fantastic. We see you run and like take out a beam, and then
0: we get that same shot through a window as you take out the next one. And in front of that window, we see Bobby, aka Coda. Bobby, can you describe what you look like for us? And then uh, tell me what that looks like as you wreck the
5: place. Uh, Bobby is like Singaporean Chinese and has long asymmetrical hair, which whips around dramatically whenever he uses his powers. Uh, his outfit is like the furthest from the saber drum suit you could imagine. So it's like, it's almost like a vibrant red chong right? With uh, like a long sleeve and then like the symbol for the coda on his back as he's testing that out. I feel like his fans often like provide designs for his outfits and he wears them on his streams. So you see a little drone floating around him taking like video of him just absolutely wrecking shit by a... Uh, He'll sort of let out, he'll sing a note and then instantly harmonize with himself in doing all sorts of, I think today he's fun having fun with jazz chords and using that concussive energy to just like blast stuff out of the way. Um, and then occasionally he'll look kind of annoyed when like Tyrannus' clouds like sort of block his good lighting or when the lightning flashes a little too much, he'll look a little annoyed because it's just messing with his his stream. And then uh, I think on top of it, his his panel would say something like, hashtag save the best for last, except he's not last in this lineup. Fantastic. That's so good. <laughs> uh,
0: and I think we do get a shot of, like, I think Kareem came with you all on this and is, like, piloting the drone from, like, a safe distance away, but, like, with an eyesight. Yes. Uh, so they're, like, sitting, like, on a bench or, like, on a log or something on the outside of this camp. Uh, and they are, like pointing frantically to, like, move you from, like, one place to the next to be, like, the light's better over there because Tyrannus
5: moved and, like, guiding you that way. Great, great, yeah, and I will, like, thumbs up and, like, sort of run my way over trying to get that good, good lighting so I can show off. Perfect,
0: and we get a shot of you blowing stuff up with sound through, like, the live stream, and as that happens, we see Mayo, a.k.a. Tim, a.k.a. Mindflip, pass through the camera. Uh, And Tim, can you uh, tell us what you look like at this moment and also tell us about uh, what you're doing? Sure. So Tim would normally look like a
1: 16 year old Vietnamese teenage boy, slight build. He's never been into putting into a a lot of effort into his body. Um, But most recently, he had to escape uh, committing ethical war crimes by body swapping with his cat. Um, and his cat is this bright white, uh, short haired uh, short furred, uh, bright green eyed cat. Um, so he's now s- trapped in the cat's body. So that's what you're seeing uh, Mayo just like watching the carnage. Uh, he has these bright green eyes and those will always transfer when he body swaps with someone or uh, a creature. Um, and he has this look that is like he's just eternally pissed. He's like, why? Why am I here? You, this is a destruction mission. I am providing literal nothing um, <laughs> to your goals here, uh, but you all know that he just has like resting bitch face, uh, and he has this blue collar, uh, the same color as uh, Tyrannus's, um saber uniform. Um, and there's like a little speaker light at its throat, so when he speaks, you can understand what he's saying. But it's just like it's like a Michael Bay movie. It's just there's a cat and there's just explosions in the background.
0: That's very good. Every time Mayo passes through the live stream, like not the whole chat switches over to talking about that, but like a few people like definitely switch over to be like, oh my God, Kitty. Uh, It's both super demeaning and also like super demeaning for Mayo and also super annoying for Bobby. So no one gets anything out of this except for me as a GM because I like torturing you all. (laughs) Perfect. And yeah, you all are just taking this place down. It's going really, really well. For the most part, you all have the capability to be very destructive with your powers. Like, with the exception of uh, Mayo, who could still, like, knock shit off counters and whatever. You all have the ability to be incredibly powerful. I want to focus on uh, our joined and our bull for a moment. You all are in this, like, what was a hangar and garage. Um, So it's got, like, big metal walls. This thing is big and there are no solid support beams like all the support beams are like in the walls so there's no like good way to like run through and take it down in a clean path so what are the two of you gonna do to take down this
4: building here so you said the support beams are in the walls right now yeah it's like uh all external support is there so what i imagine is this wall like is is it on the edge of a cliff like i don't know how close is there like room on the opposite side of the wall yeah you can be inside or outside this is kind of in
0: the middle of this camp you all are in, like the middle of the woods here um but if you want it to be like on a hill it can absolutely be on a hill
4: well uh i motion over for sage and i tell her like, let's take this out and then i punch my arm through one of the walls so i'm on the exterior and i knock my hand through the wall so we can like grab onto each other and run through it kind of like clothes lining him <laughs>
3: That's awesome.
4: That's fantastic. Uh Diego, can you go ahead and roll to unleash your powers for me? Of course. I rolled a five and unleash my powers. Let me see where my Unleash Your Powers with, is with um Freak, right? That is correct. Ooh, then a six. Excellent.
0: Uh do you get any bonus when you're working with your
4: uh like your partner? Uh I could use my I, I don't get like a bonus to it, but I do have fastball special. When I perform a coordinated fighting maneuver with my other half, say who takes the lead and who assists the leader rolls, the adult move overwhelm a vulnerable foe. Oh, it's not. Yeah, I think that one is specifically about fighting there.
3: Can I add a team? Yep,
0: we do have one team in the pool. Cool. You want to do that? Do I have to roll? Nope. You you just add a team there. Uh, So that is a seven. So, Diego, is that going to be unstable or temporary, or are you going to mark a condition? Uh, I'm going
4: to mark a condition. Excellent. And I think I'm going to go ahead and mark...
3: Guilty, I... Afraid?
4: No, I think insecure.
3: Oh, yeah.
4: Feeling like he couldn't do this by himself. That makes sense to me. Perfect. And we
0: see, as you, like, wreck through one of the, like, walls of one of the sides of the building, the whole building just, like, tilts and, like, slams to the ground. Uh, It is not yet fully collapsed. It is just mostly taken down, but you'll be able to take it down pretty shortly. And... I want to cut over t- at this point to Mayo. Uh, is there anything you want to do while you are uh, hanging out here? Do you want to, uh, like, be in any of the buildings? you want to explore? Or are you just, like, sitting and enjoying the sun? I'm going to be, like,
1: that cat that is constantly, like in that gif that is constantly knocking over uh, things. Like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck that thing in particular. Like, it's just any small objects that are even, like, close to this building. I am just, I'm doing my best to help. Even though I'm I'm pissed about it.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Uh, They did leave a lot of the tech in this building. Like, they wiped everything and they took all the files uh, for research for later. But, like, a lot of the computers and stuff were just old, so they can get wrecked anyway. Oh, in that case, we're scratching wires. We're, like, clawing keys off keyboards. We're doing, like, minor damage at best. Fantastic. Mayo, with your heightened senses... I am I actually don't know. Can cats hear, like, better than average animals? I know they can see really well. I presume it's something similar to, like, dog hearing. Perfect. Uh, so with your heightened senses, you can hear a sound that doesn't sound like the destruction. Like, there is the sound of wood being torn apart, there's a the sound of metal being torn apart, and electricity exploding things. But this is a sound like someone landing on a roof of the building you're currently in. At the sound of that, um, he'll do that thing that cats do
1: where they, like, immediately stop, like, mid-movement and, like, ears twitching, head tilt to the side. Uh, and uh, I guess I'll go attempt to investigate this suspicious sound. Perfect. Do you want to roll and assess the situation for me? I would love to roll and assess the situation for you. Also, I have the ability Criminal Mind, so regardless of how well this goes, I do have questions I can ask. I love that move. Felt like it fit the
0: the delinquent persona. All right, so I get a 13. Oh. All right, so you get two questions from the assess list and one from the uh, criminal mind list. All right, from the assess the situation,
1: I would like to go for what here is in the greatest danger? Like, obviously the building, but maybe there's a little bit more here. What here can I use to investigate the sound that I just heard? And from the criminal mind
0: list, I'm going to choose, oh gosh, what here is valuable to me? Perfect. Going one question at a time, we're going to start with your second question there. So what can I use to investigate? Uh, there is like trellis and like uh, vining on the outside of the building. Like the building's a little bit overgrown. Uh, so you can easily climb up that. Uh, and as you're climbing up that to get like a better look, you can hear two voices whispering. And they're like is that is that him that i I think so the scar is electric yeah that's him and they definitely are talking about alan so alan is in the greatest danger uh what was the third question you had there um the question was uh what here is valuable to me perfect
1: Mm, what here is valuable to you I know the other two choices were how I could I best infuriate or provoke, but I was like, I haven't met whatever this is yet. So I was like, I'm not even sure if it's a threat. I don't know if I want to like antagonize them immediately. Um, and then there was, what is the best way in slash way past? But again, I don't know if these three questions were particularly relevant.
0: Cool. cool, cool. Uh, In terms of valuable to you, in terms of just like strict value, there's not a lot here that is, like worth any money because again it's a lot of old tech it's a lot of like parts to buildings but in terms of like what is valuable to you like emotionally there are these voices are really familiar and they bring you like a sense of comfort as you get close you recognize these two voices as two voices of like other kids in saber other kids around your age who you probably grew up with so uh, these are two heroes, um, or kids. They're not really heroes yet. Um, one is Bonnie. Uh, she is Irish. She's shorter. She's chubbier. She's around 14. And she is the daughter of a leprechaun and a cat. Her name is Leopardcon. Her hero name, I should say, is Leopardcon. Uh, she looks largely like a human, except she has large cat ears that stick out from her messy red hair. And she has a tail. Her look is very, like, Katra from the new She-Ra movie meets, like, Merida from Brave. She is fiercely protective of Saber um, because they raised her from infancy because her parents are, you know, a wild cat every full moon and a creature from a different plane. And then the other figure is actually the noise that you heard on the roof. It is Ronnie. Ronnie uses Sea Circer's pronouns and is Argentinian, muscular, Uh, C has a shaved undercut with, like, long, swooping black hair and is 16. C is, quote-unquote, part machine, which is why C has the name Cyberron. The only part machine that it is is, like, C has a cybernetic eye, but that cybernetic eye can, like, see in a variety of spectrums and also fire and energy blasts. Uh, And C uses a wheelchair, which is equipped with the ability of flight and also has an arsenal of weapons. And... These are the two people up there. These are people you would definitely know from your history. R- uh, R- Ronnie? And, like, the, the cat voice is a little electronic, a little garbled. Um, So it doesn't sound quite as clean as human speech. Uh, Ronnie whips her Wheelchair around and looks at you and is like, Uh, um, uh, no. And then flies off in the other direction that's that's definitely sir
1: same characteristic i like to imagine that ronnie frequently flies off um in when she's uncomfortable with situations so this is nothing new for mayo
0: and bonnie looks between ronnie who has just left and you and then bonnie takes off and she is running directly towards alan alan currently has his back to her so doesn't see her coming but one person who does see her going in that direction is Bobby. Bobby, you're on the ground and you see a blur of red hair launching towards Alan. What do you do?
5: Can I use my powers to louden my voice to warn Alan? <laughs> Absolutely. You could just do that. You could just like yell and let Alan know. Great. I think it's going to come out like a really annoying. Hey, bitch, behind you.
2: Language kid. Oh, oh. Uh okay this is new who are you
0: and she was leaping through the air so while you were saying that she collided with your chest
2: amazing
0: it's not powerful blow material but like she hit you in the chest and the two of you like crash landed on a roof i told you fantastic ironically it is the roof that diego and sage are currently taking down uh, so you hit this roof right as like the building tilts, and Diego and Sage, you hear this crash above you. What are y'all doing?
3: I think we immediately stop and and um, I almost said Kid Katie. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sage uh, turns to Diego and goes, "What the hell was that?"
4: I don't know. It sounded like something hitting the roof.
3: Well, no shit. But should we go check it out?
4: Uh, I guess so. I mean, I feel like the building's gonna come down any minute.
3: Um. the yeah, I guess we'll go. Check out what's happening on the roof.
4: Excellent. As you round the corner,
0: you can't see what's happening on the roof from there, but you do see a flying wheelchair pass overhead. Uh, And you all would also know Ronnie, uh, Cyber Ron, uh, from your days at Saber. And that is definitely Sir Wheelchair. Uh, If you want to get a better view on the roof, I'll probably have you roll and assess, but you also do see Cyber Ron above you.
4: Diego definitely wants to get a better view, so, I mean... Yeah, I definitely want to assess the situation. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's go for it. What's going on? Okay, I rolled a eight, and then my... Superior? Superior is zero, so eight. Excellent. Uh, tell me how you, like, get a better
0: view of the roof. Like, how do you get up at a higher level?
4: So I think uh, Sage and I turn in... We're still metal, or steel, and so I have Sage throw me up, and then as she throws me up, I turn into helium, kind of float up even higher. Perfect. Which means she also turns into helium.
3: Yeah, roll fly. I didn't even need to throw you at that point. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, so I can get up faster.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so you are now rapidly approaching level of the roof and probably further than that. Uh, so go ahead and ask one from that list there. How can we best end this quickly? These are people you know, and you're not sure why Bonnie is currently attacking Alan, but that you could probably talk her down. Like, you have
4: a history with her. Beautiful. I think Sage also wanted to say something.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, as soon as we see, um, so it's Ronnie and Bonnie? Yep. I think I would like to um, move to defend Alan.
0: Excellent. Uh, Tell me what that looks like, and then go ahead and roll to defend.
3: So as we're floating up, we kind of... Reach, reach a, a point where we're above them and I then impact. i shift us back to steel so that we just dive straight back down i was thinking
4: <laughs> is this what it means to be the join
3: oh dang it um oh ooh.
4: let everyone know what you're uh
3: i got a one total fantastic
0: <laughs> go ahead and mark potential it's our first potential of the game it's fantastic and you two do in fact convert to steel. Uh, what you realize as you're rapidly approaching the roof is that this roof is made of aluminum. And we took out so
4: much support.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you two hit the roof on either side of Bonnie and Alan, and the roof just caves in, and all four of you hit the ground. And as that happens, the wall that you just, like, the wall right by that roof cracks, and the building starts to collapse. Alan, you probably had a second to catch your breath. Uh, You and three of the Saber children, two of whom are under your charge, are in a building that is collapsing on top of you. What are you going to do?
2: We got them to stop.
3: (laughs) Sorry, Alan.
2: (laughs) I did what I did. Well, Alan, after getting the wind knocked out of him and landing, he kind of rolled to his feet as the building began to collapse underneath him. He sees the um, steel children strike the building and now it's collapsing. Um, so he immediately shifts into flight, uh, kind of floating down safely to the ground. And he lands and looks at Ronnie and goes, okay, okay. He puts his hands out in front of him. And he's like, okay, okay. Now, I understand you kids might have something against me. I don't know what that is, but uh, cooler heads can prevail. Why are you trying to kill me? And there's
0: a massive creak as the building tilts again and is, like, about to crush you all. Bobby or Mayo, you two are outside. Either if you want to do anything to help protect this building from, or help stop this building from crushing your friends?
5: Well, I was going to say, I feel like I'm recording some of this.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I was going to say, like, after Mayo witnessed uh, Ronnie and uh, Bonnie take off from the roof, uh, he was doing his best to reach Alan and the others in time. But now that the building's collapsing, he's he's probably on Bobby's shoulder, like, watching Bobby's footage as it's
5: rolling. Yeah, and I think Bobby at one point looks at the camera. is like hashtag you kids, uh, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag so destructive. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's gonna try and once the w- once the building is actually gonna start collapsing though, he'll sort of be like, oh, I have to work, and uh, we'll I guess try and Sonic scream it aside. Perfect. Uh, go ahead and roll to defend for me. Roll to defend. Which stat is that? Sorry, savior. Savior. Oh, I'm. Not great at that, but let's find out how that goes. That's, that's going to be a. Uh, that's an eight.
0: Excellent. On a hit, you can choose one from the list there, which is add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, which could be any of the three of your teammates there, uh, or clear a condition. Uh, and then on a seven and nine, you're also going to choose if you expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation.
5: I would, I think, escalate the situation is what I want. And, uh, Uh, so I, and I think I'll add a team to the pool though. That's cool. Perfect. So we're at one team and you are escalating
0: the situation. Tell me what it looks like as you sonic scream, uh, this building aside.
5: Uh, so I think a, it sounds gorgeous. He think, I think he like takes a second to find just the right chord for it and picks like a suspended four chord because suspensions and, uh, goes to like blast it with his voice. I think he miscalculates that strength and sends that roof hurtling towards Ronnie into their chair
0: yeah uh the roof is heading right towards ronnie and ronnie being that c has a cybernetic eye just blasts a hole through it like a ronnie shaped hole so c isn't hit by the (laughs) roof but the roof starts taking down building after building after building including the one that uh, on the other side of the campus where kareem is sitting and it is the buildings are tilting towards kareem we'll get over to that in a second but my three who were under the building uh it did not crush you because it got knocked aside and kai i believe you were uh asking a question of bonnie that kind of sounded like you were piercing her mask
2: that sounds correct that's six that's a miss
0: Cool, cool, cool 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 uh go ahead and mark potential and go ahead and ask me that question anyway
2: I was going to ask, I was going to ask, what do, what, what are y'all intending? Well, no, I was going to ask really the question was, why do you want me dead? So I guess that would be rephrased in the questions of what do you want me to do?
0: Perfect. Uh, Bonnie looks at you and she's like, look, it's no hard feelings. We just, we have to take you out. Otherwise we can't join. And she disappears. Uh, When Bonnie teleports, because she does have teleporting powers, she disappears in, like, a rainbow streak. And you see this rainbow streak just, like, vanish out of the building. Uh, It does pass past Bobby. So Bobby, who's currently, like, the uh, droid has, like, flown in front of Bobby and is, like, taking a video of him. There's this really great moment where this, like, rainbow blur appears behind him, almost like a filter. But then she has streaked off into the woods. Uh, And Ronnie looking at the wreck of this place and seeing that it is just Sir against all of you, follows. And you can see the two of them leaving in the woods, just like away from this place. Uh, And they are not going fast enough that you couldn't follow. But also at that point, uh, we hear a cry as Kareem realizes the buildings are about to crush them. Uh, Anyone want to do anything about that? yeah i think mayo is gonna run
1: towards kareem and he's gonna shout kareem's name perfect Uh, are you trying to get kareem
0: to like dive out of the way i'm trying to get him to look directly at me perfect uh kareem uses they them pronouns but uh yes so i'm trying to get them to look directly at me uh and they look at you what do you do um would this be an unleash
1: your powers i'd like to use my body swap to swap into kareem and jump out of the way
0: that sounds more like an offend to me. Okay. Can do.
1: So plus savior.
0: Ha! Oh, oh you were in for a treat. <laughs> and, uh, mm, we rolled a five there. Perfect. You swap places with Kareem, and Kareem looks very startled in your body, and you are in Kareem's body as this building comes down. Uh, This is superhero logic, so, like, we're not going to have broken bones or anything, but the building does, like, crash on you. Go ahead and take a powerful blow for me. Okay. Roll plus conditions mark. So I have no conditions mark, so it's just a 2d6, right? Yep. All right, that's a 7. So on a 7 or 9, you can choose one from the list. Lash out verbally and provoke a teammate to foolhardy action or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition. Uh, Give ground. Your opposition gets an opportunity or struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Let's go with give ground, and my opposition gets an opportunity. Perfect. As the building, like, lands on you, everyone sees this, and all the tension gets, like, drawn directly to you. And I'm going to go ahead and just assume that, like, as a team, you all come to, like, lift this wreckage off Kareem slash Mayo there. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know it. That sounds fair. Uh, And when you look back, you can no longer see Ronnie and Bonnie. They are gone. Uh, But you do get Kareem's body out. Uh, Tim, are you going to body swap back? Are you going to leave? Yeah, I will. I will body swap back. Excellent. Kareem's body is relatively unhurt. Like, it's got a couple of bruises, uh, probably some, like, cuts and scrapes. But for the fact that a building landed on them, they're all right. Uh, and now all of you are just there. Do you want to have a scene here where you talk stuff out, or do you want to just jump to your next scene?
3: I think Sage would kind of lash out at Bobby at this point. She would just say, Bobby, we told you to stop bringing Kareem to our missions. Like, this is exactly what we warned you about. You're putting them in danger, and they really could have gotten hurt.
5: And I think Bobby will sort of hands akimbo, just be like, Kareem can decide for themselves. And Kareem kind of looks between all of you, and they're like, I, I'm I'm okay. And
2: it's just some scrapes, some cuts. It's fine.
3: Yeah, fine this time.
2: Everyone's okay. Everyone's fine. Let's finish the job, get back to base, and figure out what's going on with those kids. Okay?
0: Uh, Your job was to take the buildings down. Uh, and as you look around you, the buildings are down.
2: You, you did it. <laughs>
1: So, Tyrannis, do our friends usually attack you?
2: You know, maybe. That's, um... I'm, I'm going to turn and look directly at Mayo. You know, I this is not the first time I've had a bunch of kids attacking me. So, maybe? Exciting. Not going to... I think as Taranis begins walking away from the group and is like, I'm not going into that any deeper... Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope.
1: Does anyone get the idea that he's hiding something? Oh, absolutely.
5: I'm, s- this is so juicy.
2: I'm definitely hiding something. Can we finish this up? There's a couple <laughs> towers that need to be taken down.
5: Fantastic.
0: I think with that, we're going to end the scene here and we're going to cut over to base. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy can be found on Twitter at Icy New Year or at IcyNewYear.com. T can be found on Twitter or Instagram at TPHewth94. That's T P H U T H 94. Elliot can be found at Elliot Yellen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. This issue was GM'd by T-Youth. Tyrannus was played by Kylie Kane. They can be found on Versian Chronicles or on Twitter at The Versian. Mindflip, aka Mayo, was played by Fan. Dex is an American-born, Vietnamese man looking to inspire others to be their best selves. In his free time, he enjoys writing and reading about unabashedly queer characters and designing Vietnam-inspired fantasy settings. Keep up with him on Twitter at Rexarino. That's R-E-X-A-R-I-N-O. Vice was played by Roberto Seguera. Roberto is a Latina american content creator. You can find him on the Nerds on a Roll podcast and online at Rob underscore Kebab. That's R-O-B underscore K-A-B-O-B-B. Versa was played by Katie Kawaguchi. Katie is a freelance illustrator and content creator for the Nerds on a Roll podcast. You can find her online at underscore kid Katie. That's underscore K-I-D-K-A-T-I. Coda was played by John John Johnson. John John is a queer Asian-American multidisciplinary artist in the DMV area. He serves in the theater community as an actor, director, playwright, and board member. A staunch advocate of equity, diversity, inclusivity, and belonging, he also works in casting with a focus on representation, both on stage and off. John John is also a professional DM, having recently formed his own company, Dun Dun Dungeons, to run paid games for inquisitive new TTRPG players. Love to E-T, K-H, R-T, S-W-A, R-B, S-M, and N-N. The music in this issue was Special Spotlight by Kevin McLeod. A link to the license and his website will be in the show notes. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brandon Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you so much for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.